Hello everyone, I'm Pedro Graterol. And I'm Mar Youngren Brown. And this is fine, I guess. This is fine. Welcome to the This Is Fine podcast. It's a pilot of a project that hopefully will work out in which we will react to content that shows us that the world is not as messed up as we think it is. Yeah, with all that stuff we have going around. Everywhere. Um, all that bad stuff you read all the time. It's nice to just hear something nice once in a while. Yeah, because the world, I mean, the world's on fire, but not all of it. Yeah, only the Amazon. And Alaska. Oh. You see the stuff in the fire? See, it's so easy to fall down this hole of talking about the bad things. Um, we should talk more about the good things, though. Okay, let's head to it. Okay. So what we decided to do is that we're going to go through several categories. Yeah, let's call them like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, and the breakdown of categories is as follows. We got film, music, some pop culture. Politics. Uh, of course. And? And we have then a story that we're going to go in depth and a story that probably is like wholesome and nice. Yeah. Okay, let's head to the first category. Absolutely. Which ones? Do you want to begin with this one? Yeah, absolutely. So for film... I recently saw A24's, uh, that's the studio, um, the film The Farewell. That's the one with Aquafina? Yeah, it's with Aquafina. She plays the main character, and it's her first role in a dramatic uh, movie, in a drama. And it was amazing. Oh, I, I thought it say. was a comedy. What's it about? Oh, it's a, it's a dramedy, right? That's what they're called. Okay. And um, it's based on a true story, or how they have marketed it, based on an actual lie. Because the premise of the film is that um, the main character, Aquafina, her grandmother is dying of cancer. Okay. And the family decides not to tell the grandmother this news. So, um, But everyone wants to still see her before she passes. So they create this elaborate lie of um, the cousin getting married so everyone can go back to China and see her. And it's, Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful story about family, um, especially about the differences uh, between like um, Eastern, like the difference emphasis on family in the east and the west um so i think it brings a lot of beautiful like cultural um points and things like that but it's also a universal story exactly. you know, it's about family it's about family and it's about traditions it's about people caring about each other exactly. that's really nice yeah um, and, and does it have like any light funny elements or is it only oh outside? it's hilarious no okay. and the thing is it's so it's a very like pure movie it's just like you know these characters so like deeply it doesn't feel like acting it feels like these are real people in real situations and you feel for them oh I, you know? I like that it feels like it seems it sounds like a lot like a play yeah kind of it's not there's nothing really big or flashy it's mm-hmm. um it's about the dialogue and it's about the characters uh and you really just become immersed in this world and you're feeling what they're feeling and That's so when weird. they're laughing you laugh when they're crying you cry it feels like that these characters exist before the movie and after the movie it's not that it's just yeah. something that's created exactly and i think i think that is one element of it being based on real people mm-hmm. um the director is based on her life and her experience aquafina is her in the movie it's okay. her narrating and so it's just it's really beautifully done also the cinematography is just gorgeous there's a lot of slow motion which is great and uh well that's not that's a trend now especially with like artsy movies oh yeah absolutely like all the indie ones um and a24 does that especially they released the midsummer also they did um they also released eighth grade oh eighth grade yes and that was so good i watched that one as well and um 
Yeah, eighth grade is a very cringy time, and I feel like they captured all the Yeah, time. I mean, I, I didn't have an eighth grade experience, but, like, it sounds... <laughs> I've heard that it's... it's it was horrible. Okay. It was horrible. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, well, yeah, so that's what, that's what I have. Well, uh, on my front, Disney, so, like, the monopoly that runs everything entertainment, mm-hmm. Disney, Marvel, Star Wars... Fox film right now mm. they had their annual conference that is the D23 it happens not annually sorry every two years the last one was in 2017 so it was like a couple months before Coco was released and they outlined the end game stuff and announcing the Infinity War cast but this year the conference was focused on Disney's streaming service that is called Disney Plus because we need another streaming service apparently and they announced a new Star Wars show called The Mandalorian I'm really excited for it because John Favreau the director of Iron Man 1 mm-hmm. and the new Lion King yeah. which I mean has been mixed but like cinematography is like yeah. beautifully yeah. is directing a show based on a bounty hunter in the outskirts of the galaxy that is just doing bounty hunter stuff so it's outside any of the traditional darkness and light and it's just gritty action that it's not it's very different from the firewall it's not an in-depth human story yeah. it's just explosions and robots but I'm a fan about I'm a fan of that and I feel like those kind of shows mm-hmm. you know that are quote fantasy or sci-fi or they seem far-fetched I feel like there's really a chance to you know really work on the characters and make them seem like real people living in this crazy time I I don't know I just also the idea of a bounty hunter too I think is so cool because you can play on that you know he's an anti-hero and he he has a conflict uh, maybe an internal conflict and I feel like a lot of TV shows and a lot of films have been doing this exactly um, because people are complex yeah human beings are like onions like Shrek said exactly exactly a lot of layers and no one's always like no one's fully bad or fully good exactly and like the good thing I'm excited to see science fiction do do, especially in a show like this Mm -hmm. is to like explore human themes and themes like based on reality so like what Black Mirror does to an extent yeah because there's no constraints with like how real it needs to be so we can ask a lot of ethical and moral questions absolutely we can nerd out about we can totally explore you know human nature which is so interesting perfect should we go to the next category absolutely Okay, the next section we're going to talk about is pop culture. Mm-hmm. This is being reported by the Associated Press. It's from earlier this month. Angry wasps help German police nab fleeing fugitive. A fugitive in Germany has been nabbed thanks to the help of angry wasps. Oldenburg police said the unusual sting operation took place more... Well, creative. Creative, very creative. Took place Monday after officers tried to arrest a 32-year-old man to serve an outstanding 11-month custodial sentence. The suspect, whose name wasn't released, fled from police and jumped from a balcony straight into a wasp's nest. Mm. Quite literally, he jumped into the wasp's nest. Yeah, that's just bad luck, you know? That's really bad luck. The irate insects attacked the man, prompting him to run onto the street. Officers tried to apprehend him there, only to be attacked by the wasps themselves. The suspect managed to break free, but with wasps in hot pursuit, chose to jump into an inflatable pool where he was arrested. An inflatable pool. This has far too many turns. Yeah, it does, honestly. It's just, it's all over the place. It's all over. But you know, I, I love this. I, loved, I just love the headline, angry wasps help German police nab fleeing fugitive no what I find interesting in this is that that wasps have no moral like boundaries oh no like yeah. you would see like, like oh the wasps are helping the police officer to catch yeah. the thief yeah. but then they also attack the officers I know they did leave that out of the title didn't yeah they, they did and well and I love that it ends in an inflatable pool I know 
that's it's quite a picture it paints it's isn't quite it? a picture that it paints yeah and you know wasps are just anarchists at this point oh absolutely completely Although, even more than squirrels though a l- no a little bit less you know why because wasps have like communities and like hives and stuff mm-hmm. so they have they have order they have certain yeah. degree of order but they're just they're just they're just evil yeah bees of these are nice wasps are just dangerous yeah i just love the fact that nature nature is uh It's a force to be reckoned yeah, with. Yeah, it's a force to be reckoned with. Oh, we're going full Jeff Goldblum with this. Absolutely. Okay, perfect. All right, let's talk about some music. So, Obama came so out... So, politics? No, no, <laughs> okay, music. Like, okay, we're going for this. Obama, he's out here living his best life, you know, mm-hmm. not Mr. President anymore, but he came out with his summer playlist for 2019. Uh, he posted this on Instagram. Um, with he did the some- books earlier this year as well, Yeah, he did. Okay. With summer winding down, here's a sampling of what Michelle and I have been listening to. Some new, some old, some fast, some slow. Hope you enjoyed. Okay, what sort of songs are in there? We got all kinds of stuff. We have Drake and Rihanna. We have Daniel Caesar and her. Uh, we also have Lizzo. Cool. You know, Please. what a queen. Um, but we also have things like Stilly Dan and uh, the Youngbloods. You have the Rolling Stones. You have Ella Fitzgerald. You have everything. Classic stuff. It's from every time Yeah. He, and all of these, like, it's, it's cool because you see he has these really, like, old songs that um are just you know timeless mm-hmm. and then he also listens to really current stuff yeah as a know. playlist is good because it's very like well balanced and you have Absolutely. like a variety of like different styles i see like sean mendes is there with senorita which mm-hmm. is a good song and oh i think the most important song of like the summer maybe the generation is present little nas x and billy ray cyrus old town road you know i have feelings about that okay song. Well, what do you think and, about it what do you think about it you know before i was like i can't I can't come. I can't get on the the train. I can't get on the bandwagon of being like this the bandwagon? song. Bandwagon, yeah. But, yeah. But the, <laughs> no pun intended. But then Obama was like, I listen to this, so I'm like, if it's good enough for Obama, it's good enough for me. I liked it. Okay, at the beginning, I was very like hesitant about listening to Old Town Road mm-hmm. because I I thought it was a joke, and I was like, oh, it's funny that it's a oh, joke, absolutely. and it made it to the Billboard, and then I listened to it for a while, and I got really into it. Like people that know me know that I really liked it. I was like almost to a point in which I was annoying about it. Mm-hmm. But then when like the different versions started to come out, I was, it felt like too much. Mm-hmm. Although the one for the Walmart kid, Mason Ramsey, I think it's a really good version. I've heard that. I heard that one on the radio, and that's that's the thing. If I I have only really heard this song when other people have played it or when I've heard it on the radio, and it's just like. You get into it when you hear it, you know? Mm-hmm, exactly. Makes you want to yee-haw. Um, the pianist Chloe Flower, she's a uh, classical pianist. She accompanied Cardi B. Oh, really? Um, and she does covers of all these songs. She actually did a cover of Old Town Old Road that I think you should listen to. Um, it's really beautifully done because she's a classical pianist uh, and composer exactly. who does these really cool blends of, you know, piano and hip-hop. So I think... There is a band actually now that we're mentioning about music like mm-hmm. crossovers like that called the Postmodern Jukebox. I, I love know. Postmodern. Jukebox. They did their their latest album is called uh, Jazz Age Thirst Trap, mm. and the op- I think it's not the opening track, but like one of the first songs is Old Town Road in like a 1920s cowboy music style, and it was like really interesting. But going back to the, the other playlist, right, right. <laughs> going back to the other playlist, we also have Booed Up by LMI, which I hadn't listened to in a long time. Um, but then when I saw it on the playlist, I gave it a listen, of course, and it's such a solid song. It's yeah. it's a song that, like, 
you're getting ready and you're just like feeling yourself, you know, mm-hmm. putting on the mascara and you're like, boot Can't up. <laughs> Can't <laughs> relate. But it's, what a good song. Yeah. You also have Brown Eyed Girl by Van Morrison. Do you know that song? I actually don't. Well, I'm... You don't, you, don't, you don't know it either? No, I do. Okay. I do. I can't sing it, can I? I don't know. Let's not, let's not risk it. Yeah, let's not risk it. I mean, you're a good singer, but like, but, let's not risk know, the copyright. Listen, <laughs> We're the one lawyer getting involved. Brown Eyed Girl. Um, Jimmy Buffett also has a great cover of this song. Isn't he like the breakfast guy? He's the Margaritaville guy. Margaritaville? Oh! Yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah, my mom has been to so many Jimmy Buffett concerts. Oh, good. And I, I grew up listening to him, okay. so... Yeah, what other good songs are here? Ella Fitzgerald, The Black Keys. Oh, that's interesting. You have some reggaeton, you have John Legend. John Legend's a good singer. All in all, he's like a very good singer. He's really talented. And, you know, I, I just, he's he's really talented. I feel like he's got a great personality. I don't know exactly. him personally. Yeah. But him and Chrissy oh, no, Teigen, he, no, the he, online no, presence. Oh, no, but like his, his real life presence is really good. Have I told you that story? What? Have you met him? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, it was a uh, little while ago. Like, it was a party. He appeared. What? Then I woke up and. Uh... Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! But you know, he did a song for the Django Unchained soundtrack. Django Unchained, that movie by Quentin Tarantino, my favorite director. It's called um, "Who Did That to You," and it's it's a great song. So, okay. um, so yeah. listen, listen to that one too. Okay, of course. I mean, anything that sounds like that sounds like a good song. Yeah. Awesome. section right which one is it it is politics oh good i'm excited for this yeah so i was thinking we'll talk about the fact that a couple of weeks ago according to the independent new zealand unveiled its new budget they're calling it a well-being budget the prime minister jacinda arden you know like the she handled the christchurch absolutely yeah absolutely. the situation the christchurch it put new zealand on the world stage i think yeah after know? the situation well, the new budget they're unveiling is focused on well-being over economic growth. She announced it and said that it would focus billions of pounds in mental health services, child poverty, homelessness, and domestic violence. In fact, the article, I think, lists some specifics, saying that it will include 45 million to pay for mental health workers and doctors and clinics to help people who have low to mid-level mental health problems. Another billion of dollars will go towards child well-being, including benefits, and there's also gonna be investment for like initiatives to reduce violence. So I think this is important. What do you think about this? I think it's important too. It's really, you know, and you have to wonder whether this is, you know, almost like a reaction or, you know, steps they're taking uh, since the Christchurch massacre. Exactly. Because and, you know, like, yeah, exactly. It's just like, they're definitely taking action over mm-hmm. there. And, it's a different way of handling they're going forward in a different way that the US has not exactly. in my opinion that's a very interesting thing my two things about this that I'm thinking about is that like it sounds like a good idea we'll have to see how the logistics play out of this and how they actually implement that budget because putting money into something usually does not mean fixing it although it's a great step and it also makes me think about something that they talk in economics about how you measure the economy mm-hmm. the gross domestic product mm-hmm. that it doesn't account for like human well-being and absolutely the standard being. of living exactly the standard of living is not included so you might have a great uh, economic well-being or economic performance sorry and then you're going to be dying in pollution or people are going to be unhappy and how that's actually not doing as well as a country when like you know it's not a good measurement absolutely absolutely and um, 
us being, you know, political science, international relations students, it's hard to look at the news, especially when it's about politics, and not think of, you know, not just see a great headline and be all in for that. Because exactly. there's so many logistical issues, you know. There's so many, you know, other factors you have to think about in terms of how this is actually going to become possible. Exactly. Uh, But it's good to see that steps are being taken. Yeah, it's absolutely good. And I think, you know, it was a horrible thing that happened over there. Mm-hmm. And the way that, um, you know, she handled it was just, was very, you know, was very... Very smart and very, very appropriate. Smart. Yeah, very smart and very appropriate. Exactly, to like the weight of the, the situation that happened, yeah. the way that tragedy that happened. She led the country. She was being a leader at that point. Exactly. And she was like, this is unacceptable and we need, you know, we're going to heal. Exactly. You know? And I think this is an important part of healing because like the problems that led to the situation in Crashers were like, a holi- I mean, not a holistic, that sounds like way too good of a word, but it's like a multi-layered problem. Absolutely. And you cannot just tackle it like solving one part of the situation. You have to have a plan that involves many. There's no like point source. There's no one thing you can pinpoint and be like, we need to fix that. Exactly. Because it's, it's a collection of things and it's also, it's been, you know, years of this thing. It's been exactly. time where the way things are now and... Um, you know, it's exactly. time to get there. So exactly. hard so to change. They're hard to change, but steps are being taken and that's what important. That's what's important. And that's why this is fine. Absolutely. And when one thing that she tweeted um, was many of those affected will be members of our migrant communities. New Zealand is their home. They are us. And that's a really interesting attitude. You know, it reminds me a lot of like when Merkel like mm-hmm. opened the borders during the, the Syrian refugee crisis. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, taking care of everyone exactly. in the country, not just some groups you exactly. know it's taking measures to make sure that everyone is protected and everyone is safe exactly and uh, that's at the end what's important absolutely awesome all right so it's time for the big story of today the big dish yeah the big dish the of good, today's podcast hearty meal that you eat at the end of the day yeah. so you remember the world is good and nice the rest was appetizers and hors d'oeuvres and this is your main meal hors this is your main or, course hors d'oeuvres or hors d'oeuvres hors d'oeuvres the little snacks that I usually exactly. order exactly the ones uh, that if you're at a fancy party they carry on plates so snacks yeah I mean snacks. I usually don't go to a fancy party like usually I get together it's like the fanciest I go for me a barbecue yeah. with a get together that's like as fancy as I've been invited I think it's funny though that like when you go to a fancy party all the food is finger food and you're just like when I was so when when I was when I was younger I went to a party and I was dressed up I mean I went black and black because mm-hmm. I was I mean I was an orchestra I, mean, I still am an orchestra musician so right. like, I was like the uniform but I wasn't playing I was just there to like go to have the party I was and this really nice party and the, I was dressed up the same way as the servers were mm-hmm. so like I think throughout the night I just went and like went to the tables in which they distributed the desserts for like the rest like unapologetically just oh my grabbing like little cakes and stuff okay enough with great food. okay okay yes So today's story is from Today and uh, Today.com and it's about the Cuddle Club. I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but the Cuddle Club unites seniors with senior, like senior citizens with senior dogs. Not seniors in high school. (laughs) No, not seniors in high school, not seniors in college, but senior citizens with senior dogs. And they offer um, a chance for seniors and seniors uh, senior dogs to get together and 
for there to be companionship for and, both of them. And like in the article, like usually because senior dogs are like, not that they have less energy, but they're more like calm and quiet. Absolutely. They usually make for better like pets and like better companions for like senior citizens. Yeah, yeah. And it's... Um, Do you know which organization is putting this to that? Hmm? Which organization is putting this to that? Let me see. The Cuddle Club started as a partnership with Open House, which is a non-profit LGBT... Um, seniors organization uh, this is all going down in San Francisco as well um, in case you guys were wondering uh, but yeah it was originally partnered for that um, and since then the program's kind of it looks like expanded yes. and taken off and uh, now you know seniors can come and spend as much time with the dogs as they want and a lot of these seniors actually end up adopting these older dogs oh, so like and giving them a home you end up like with an adoption thing it's like it's another layer of wholesomeness yeah yeah so it's not only like are these you know people and these dogs getting you know interaction and fun time together they just they're get getting a home, a home. Oh, they're getting a family oh that's yeah, nice getting a home and a family that's that's just too pure that's just yeah. too pure and i have a dog and my dog is you know she's getting up there she's old she has cataracts in her eyes and, you know she's she's slowed down a lot and what's um, your dog's name my dog's name is Mei Mei, which Aww. is uh, in Chinese, it means little sister. Oh. And um, she's like our little sister of the family. Uh, but yeah, she's getting um, older and she's not as uh, energetic as she used to be, but she's still a good dog. And she's Except still, we love her so much. All gods, you know? all, not all gods, all dogs are good dogs. <laughs> all dogs are good dogs. Absolutely. Awesome. And companionship is awesome for um, dogs of any age and people exactly. of any age. Yeah? Exactly, and anything that like makes human interacts and that yeah. creates environments and communities is a good thing. Humankind's best friend are dogs, right? Yes, and robots, but well, that's a different say, story. I was gonna say, man's best friend um, is our dogs. Humankind. Humankind. Let's include all humans in this important. Absolutely. Awesome. Excellent. Okay, so thank you for listening. Yeah, first podcast. That's a good... And it was a good podcast, I think. It was. It, it was, was a good fun. conversation. It was really yeah. fun. Yeah. I mean, to be with a seasoned pro, such as yourself, I'm, I'm not I a seasoned pro at all. I'm fortunate to I be I just here. do it with this app. But it's seasoned. <laughs> but well, this, this, yeah, this app makes it so easy. So. Yeah, but like, I mean, you did amazing. Thank you. Well, I'm Pedro Retrol. And I'm Marion Grimbrown. And, you know, the world's going to be okay. Yeah, this okay. is fine. This is fine. Okay. Hear you guys next time.